0: Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message.
1: Well, I want to say welcome to every one of you who are joining with us on this Easter Sunday for this hour of worship. My name is Ray Garcia, and in response to COVID-19 and the trying times that we are in, our three churches have joined together. Wissahickon Church, Watershed Church, and Roxborough Church have joined together weekly to share in what we hope and pray is an inspiring, God-honoring time of prayer and teaching. Here this week, Governor Wolf shared that all the schools across our state will remain closed for the remainder of the year. The weight of this has become more and more of a realization day and day by day, maybe even hour by hour. That said, I have seen great moments of joy and new life. There are pictures all over social media of kids on swings with moms and dads in the yard laughing. There's videos of families around the table playing board games at night. And Netflix and chill has never been more real and the norm than it is today. Streaming has become our new sense of community. And while it is different, yes, it's still like spring is a budding sense of hope and signs of what is yet to come. So today, as we usher in the holiest of holidays, as we discover the evidence of things that we've only hoped for, the grave that once represented death, now only represents and speaks to the vibrant life that is abundant, full, and available. So church, regardless of where you're at, get your voice ready. Allow your heart to be seated before God while you spring to your feet, ready to join us on a journey with Peter and with John toward the tomb to discover that the tomb that was once the laying place for our Christ, our Messiah, and our King is now empty. He's not there. He has risen. Let's pray together. Father, we, 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 we worship you, Lord. We celebrate all that you've done and all that you're doing. And here on this Resurrection Sunday, God, we proclaim that our hope is in the Christ who has risen from the dead. You've defeated the grave. And so, God, we honor you. We worship you. We'll sing. We'll give our gifts to you. This hour of worship, might it be yours, and might you be the center of all that we speak of. In Jesus' holy name, amen. This is a day of gladness and rejoicing. New life bursts forth
2: with a great beauty and fragrance. Our Our God God adorns creation creation with splendor and and gives us us a taste of righteousness righteousness as we worship the risen Christ. Christ is
1: risen. Christ
2: Christ is is risen indeed. indeed. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Come, let us worship our God.
3: Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Charlie of Wissig Church. It's good to be here with you to celebrate our resurrected Savior on this great, glorious Sunday. I'm here to share with you, through the word of God, that there is a problem. There is a greater threat to mankind other than COVID-19 that has an eternal consequences that's attached to it, and it is called sin. Sin came into the world through Adam and Eve, who were disobedient to God. Through their act of disobedience, it causes the fall, being out of fellowship and out of relationship with God. All mankind have inherited in this flesh sin. And that is why we say that everyone has sin. David explains it like this. He said, Behold, I was born forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Being born in sin but yet shaped in iniquity. All of us have become like one who is unclean in Isaiah. And all of our Righteous acts are like filthy rags, for we all shrivel up like leaves and like the wind, our sins are swept away. Romans says it like this. Paul said, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But we weren't meant to stay down because he got up. See, because God loved us, it was grace. Grace. Ephesians says that, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us and still does. Even when we were dead in our trespasses and our sins, he made us alive together with Christ. So by grace, we have been saved. In spite of our sins, in spite of our disobedience, in spite of our our wrongdoings and our trespasses, God loved us still. Enough to redeem us back to himself. So he thought, I have a great plan. And his plan was birthed through love. See, John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Isaiah explained it to us because this son had to be born and die. Isaiah says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. And all like sheep have gone astray. And we have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. His name is Jesus. They called him Emmanuel. God with us. And he... This Jesus is the light of life. In First John it says, but if we accept this light and if we would walk in this light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all. Our sins. If we claim to be without sin, we are only deceiving ourselves. And the truth is not in us. For we confess our sins, and He is faithful and just, and He will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Thank God that he did not find it robbery to come and still share with us his great love, his compassion, his grace, and his mercy that is everlasting. And so we mourn now our Savior's death, but prepare to celebrate his arising.
1: Amen. Friends, I'm so glad that we can be in this hour of worship together, but I want to invite you into a special moment here. Normally, if we were meeting together in our places of worship, we would pause during this time and give everybody a chance to get up and say hi to the friends and people around them. So I want to invite you to do that virtually with me. Go ahead and and, uh, reach for your cell phones. Now, you might be thinking, I don't know, are we supposed to have our phones in church? And the answer today is yes. So go ahead and grab your cell phone, punch in your passcode, Go ahead and open it up to look something like that. And we're going to participate together in our virtual greeting. So here's the instruction. You're going to think of two people who uh, you would like to say Happy Easter to and let them know that you're, that you're worshiping with us during this hour. And you're simply going to try to find somebody in your extended family that you might want to wish a Happy Easter to, and then someone in your church family that you might want to encourage today. And while the kids are moving up and moving forward for Pastor Ricky's Kids Challenge, parents and adults alike, I want to invite you, use this time to text those two people and let them know that Christ has risen and that together we worship the risen King.
4: Hey friends, Pastor Ricky here again for our morning's Kids Challenge and I'm so excited to be with you guys. Listen, gather your brothers, your sisters, your cousin, your dog, your gerbil, whatever pet of choice you have at home and come join me in front of your TV or your screen because it's time to level up. By the way, happy Easter to all of you guys. This day is so special because we get to celebrate Jesus's victory. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, last week, if you were here with us, we talked about Jesus trusting God even when it was hard. For us, that might look like loving someone, um, but for Jesus, it meant that he was willing to die on a cross to forgive us of our sins and save us so that we could have a relationship with God. Today, we celebrate that Jesus beat sin and death. And that's so powerful, yet so simple. So simple, in fact, that you could tell this story using laundry. Check it out.
0: In the beginning, God created everything. He formed people in his very own image. But then, we turned away from God. Sin entered the world like a dark stain. Still, God loved us so deeply that he made a plan to rescue us. At just the right moment, God sent his very own son, Jesus, to live among us. Jesus healed hearts, and minds, and bodies. Thousands gathered to hear him teach. Instead of giving lots of new rules, Jesus turned things upside down by making it simple. Love God, love others. After three years of traveling and teaching, Jesus and his disciples entered Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover feast. Huge crowds gathered to welcome him. But while the crowds cheered for Jesus, the religious leaders made plans to arrest him. He was turning their world upside down, and they wanted him gone. As Jesus celebrated the Passover meal with his friends, he told them that he would be leaving, but would return. His friends didn't understand. That night, one of Jesus' followers, Judas, led soldiers to arrest him. The religious leaders gave Jesus a fake trial and then sent him to Pilate, the Roman governor, who could have him killed. Pilate found Jesus had broken no law and tried to release him. But a mob called for Jesus to be killed. Pilate gave in and handed Jesus over to the Roman soldiers. Jesus was forced to carry the heavy beams of his own wooden cross. On a hill called Golgotha, the soldiers nailed Jesus' hands and feet to the rough wood. The soldiers and people who passed by laughed and mocked him. But from the cross, Jesus asked God to forgive them. Finally, Jesus called out, It is finished. Then, he died. The earth shook. Rocks split open. Even the soldiers cried, Surely he was the Son of God. One of Jesus' followers took his body and placed it in a tomb cut from the rock. A huge stone blocked the entrance. Jesus' friends were devastated. They had believed that Jesus was the one God promised, the one who would rescue them. But now he was gone. Their whole world had turned upside down. Jesus' friends stayed hidden in fear for three days. But early Sunday morning, Mary Magdalene, a close friend of Jesus, hurried to the tomb. She planned to anoint Jesus' body with special spices. As Mary neared the tomb, she saw the stone had been rolled away. The tomb was empty. Mary turned to see a man standing near. She didn't recognize him until he said, Mary it was Jesus alive Jesus told her do not hold on to me I have not yet ascended to the Father instead go to those who believe in me Jesus God's son became like us to lay down his life through God's power he defeated death for all of us and sin was washed away one day he's promised to return So we can live with him forever.
4: Wow, Jesus is no longer dead, but he's alive. He beat sin and death for us. Now, there's a couple of things that this means, but let me give you a few of them. First, we can be forgiven of all of our sins. You see, when Jesus died on the cross and resurrected, Jesus guaranteed that even though sin separates us from God, that that would no longer be in the way. Jesus forgives us so that we could have a relationship with him. Second, Jesus gives us power. And I'm not talking about the kind of power to lift up your parents' car or, you know, lift your siblings over your head or something like that. No, Jesus gives us the power to love God and love others the way God created us to. And God wants us to be able to spread this love to everyone and everywhere. The last thing, Jesus will be with us forever. When Jesus resurrected, he told his friends that he would be with them forever and that nothing would separate him, would separate them from his love. And so Jesus promises that we will have his love and be with him forever. And you guys, this gift is free and it's available for you. For anyone, the Bible says, that is willing to turn from their sin and self and be able to trust in Jesus and what he did to save you, that you would have eternal life and have the gift of God's love, his forgiveness, his friendship, and power to love God and others. And that's worth celebrating. Parents, below this video are resources to help keep the celebration going. Be sure to check those out. God bless you guys, and happy Easter.
2: Thank you, Pastor Ricky, for the children's challenge, and Pastor Charlie for the first part of the sermon. Look, Jesus did come to save us from our sins, to die on the cross and place and our place for our sins but it doesn't stop there there's more if you have your bibles at home i hope you'll turn to john chapter 11 i'm looking in verses 17 through 26 and and this is what the bible says it says on his arrival jesus found that lazarus had already been in the tomb for 4 days bethany was less than 2 miles from jerusalem and many jews had come to martha And Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. And Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? You know, Jesus was very close with Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. And and you would think that of all the people Jesus healed, you would think that of all the miracles that he performed, That he would have made it to their home before Lazarus had died and been buried in that tomb for four days. You thought that if Jesus was going to heal anyone, it would have been Lazarus. But he didn't get there before Lazarus died. He didn't heal him. And Lazarus passed away. You know, we're dealing with some things in our world right now. This... This coronavirus is happening. And and I think a lot of us probably have some questions. You know, Martha asked what many of you are asking today in the midst of this worldwide pandemic, in the midst of the tragedy that's happening all around us, day after day after day. She asked, where is God? And she's probably wondering, like you and I wonder sometimes, God, if you are here... Things should be different. Why do we have to go through this? Why, oh, why do we have to experience the pain and the heartache and the death? But you see, that's the reason. It's because things are the way they are, it's because we live in a world where pandemics happen. It's because that we live in a world where people die. Where each one of us has to face death at some point. You, me, and everyone who we hold near and dear to us. Whether it's because of the coronavirus or because of something else. We're all going to breathe our last breath on this earth. And it's for that precise reason. It's because there's pain and because there's suffering that Jesus came to die. You see, it's God's solution to the way things are. Jesus' death on the cross is God's answer to our suffering. But, but it doesn't stop there. Martha She was like, man, Jesus, if you just would have been here, if you just would have showed up, my brother wouldn't be dead. And Jesus has a great answer. Jesus' reply is this, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm the resurrection and the life. And Jesus' answer to Martha is the same answer that he has for you and for me today. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And that means that, yes, Jesus died on the cross so that we could be forgiven from our sins, so that we could have a relationship with God. But he also rose from the grave so we could have a hope of a future and an eternity with him. So Jesus replied, I am the resurrection and the life. But then he had a question for Martha. And he has the same question for you and for me tomorrow. His question is this. Do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? And let me ask you, if you don't believe it, why not? Why not believe that Jesus rose from the dead? We know that people witnessed Jesus. We know that people saw him on this earth. He's a historical figure. He actually lived. He actually bled. He actually died. And he was actually buried. And then there was 500 witnesses who saw him after he was raised from the dead. After they saw him die. After they saw him laid in the tomb. They saw him alive and walking around. And what do you have to lose by believing in that? You know, if you don't believe in the resurrection then we just have little hope for anything beyond this life. But what does it hurt to believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and that if you would believe in him, that if you would call on him to be your Lord and Savior, that you too one day will receive everlasting life. That even though this body, this shell, will pass away, we will live for eternity with God. You see, it's not Jesus' presence that he was concerned about, although he is present with us. It was his power. He said, I am the resurrection of life. It's not whether or not I was here when Lazarus was laid in the tomb. It's the power that I bring with me. And it's that very same power that raised Lazarus from the dead. It's the very same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that lives in you and lives in me, if we call in the name of Jesus. And it's the very same power that's going to raise us from the dead on the last day. You see Buddha, Muhammad, Confucius, Gandhi... All of them are still in the grave. But this morning, there's only one person, only one person who's ever died and is still alive today, and that is Jesus Christ. The resurrection is real. We know it's real. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds The future, my life is worth the living just because Jesus lives. You see, Jesus holds our future because he conquered death. And because he conquered death, everything he said about himself and about us is 100% true. So I know Jesus holds my future. My question for you is, does he hold yours? I hope he does. Because if he does, then we have hope. Happy Easter.
1: Friends, this has been an amazing Easter service. We heard Pastor Charlie at the front of the service uh, helping us to recognize that there's a real problem. And that problem, you know, is, uh, is, is, is true for every one of us. He identified that problem to be sin, and he correctly pointed us to the only answer to the problem, Jesus. The work of Jesus on the cross, the work of Jesus post the cross in the grave, and the the finished work of Christ resurrecting from the grave. And then Pastor Eric just led us through the the scriptures that talk about the power of Jesus and Him overcoming. And as I stand here before you to seek to bring bring this to a close, I want to share with you some words from Paul in 1 Corinthians 15. He says, but thanks be to God that Christ, that God gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That word victory, that that idea to, to overcome. You know, there's a lot of things in life that I've tried to overcome. And I'd imagine if you had a moment, matter of fact, whoever you're sitting next to on the couch or wherever you're at, if you can just share with somebody real quickly, what's something you tried to, to overcome? Something you, you battled through? Well, as you're sharing that thought, maybe, maybe you're thinking of something that you indeed overcame. Or maybe you're thinking of something that you tried really hard to overcome, but you're still battling against it. You know, every year toward the end of December, I think about things that I want to overcome. And I try to overcome that for a week or two into January before I find myself visiting Dunkin' Donuts or before I ask my lady to make my favorite dessert after dinner. And I realize that that thing that I wanted to overcome, I don't really want to overcome it. Or I don't have the ability to overcome it on my own. We've all, many of us at least, have heard sermons about sin. And we've heard sermons about Christ being the answer to the sin problem of our life. And then we've gone out from church or going out from, you know, taking out our earbuds and we've moved into a thought of, okay, I can overcome this. I can just distance myself enough. Or I can just say no enough. Or I could just want something else enough uh, more that it would be enough that I could overcome it. And maybe for a week or two or three, it feels like we've overcome. But if you're anything like me, you find yourself sliding back. Sliding back into things that, that you've tried to claim victory over. Well, the reason why I find myself sliding back is because i think somehow that i've got to climb out of it myself i think somehow i've got to overcome it on my own i think somehow i've got to be strong enough and good enough and fast enough and disciplined enough that i could overcome the sin of my life uh i, I was thinking this week about the words of christ on the cross And one of his final words, not his final word, but one of his final words is he declared that it's finished. When he declared that it is finished, he was talking about the work of Christ to be done to overcome the sin that was upon him that was yours and it was mine. Jesus already declared that it's done. It is finished, that he's overcome the problem, which is sin. One of my good friends and a young guy who's in our ministry, he's leading Bible studies virtually from Indiana. And uh, one of the things he taught in his Bible study has really stuck with me. He said, one of the reasons that we have a hard time walking with Christ is because we forget that we're walking in a place of victory, that Christ has already overcome. And so we're operating from a place of victory. We're not operating toward a place of victory. We're operating from a position of power and victory. Friends, I want to remind you today, Christ has done the work. He has over and he's invited you and invited me into a life that is full and that is abundant, that is declared by him to be a place of victory. That the sin that has, that has before this has owned us no longer binds us because he has overcome it. So yes, we do need to distance ourselves. And yes, we do need to start saying no to the ways of old. But Christ has promised us that we can clothe ourselves anew with Him. That He is the one who does that. That when we step into a life-giving relationship with Him, that we are clothed new. This morning I was... Going through my morning routine, after I, uh, as I'm getting ready for work, I also gather up the clothes that are that are from yesterday and the days before, and I and I sort them out and I get them ready to go into the washer. Well, my youngest son ran into my room this morning and, and he saw me uh, gathering up the dirty clothes, and he he he's four, and he said he said, Dad, what are you doing? I said, oh, in my mind, I said I was just doing what I always do, but I look back and I said, What do you mean? He said, why are you playing in the dirty clothes? And it just struck me. How many of us today will run from this message and run back to the dirty clothes? How many of us will run back to the ways of old instead of stepping in and saying, yes, Christ, yes, God, God? I receive what you've done for me. I accept the work on my behalf by you. And so I stand here afresh and anew. I was in my office and I called my wife. I said, "Hun, I said, I, I don't know what we got over there that's fresh and that's clean, but, but I want to put on my best today. Bring me the best that we got. I don't want to play in the dirty rags anymore. I want to stand right before my God. Romans chapter 8. Therefore, there is no, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Friends, I declare to you today, if you heard what Pastor Charlie was saying, if you received what Pastor Eric offered, I declare to you today You're no longer who you once were. You are new and right before the living God. That Christ has done the work on your behalf and mine. And together we stand no longer condemned, but we stand upright before the King. As Pastor Eric said, Jesus declared these words. He said, I am the resurrection and the life no one comes to the father except through me at the very beginning of the service i invited you i said join join us as we join with john and with peter and as we run to the tomb And as we run to the tomb, what are we going to discover? We're not going to discover our beaten down Savior laying there. We're going to discover the tomb is empty because my God has resurrected, because my King is alive, because Jesus has declared that the work is done, it is finished, and together we now can go. We can run into this world and we can tell the truth that God has has made a way, that God has made it possible that God desires to be with you and for you to be with him. I'm not going back to that pile of rags. I'm going to put on my best because my God has declared that I'm made new. And he's declared that for you too. So come. Let's worship the God who's made us new. Let's celebrate the new life that we had. And if you don't yet, if you haven't yet, let's yield right now and say, God, take me. God, have me. God, receive me that I would be yours and that you and and, and your finished work on on the cross would be mine. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. And you don't have to either. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would touch every single person who hears this today. God, I pray that you would just lay your hand upon them. God, I pray that you would encourage their souls. God, I pray for those who are battling against the ways of old. God, that you would declare victory in that moment. God, I pray that, God, you would give them the way out. God, I pray that you indeed would be, would offer them and offer me the gift of the finished work of your Son on the cross. God, we're running to the tomb because we want to see, but I'm running there in anticipation that when I look in, that the, that the tomb will be empty because my God has resurrected, because my God has made a way, and because my God has invited me and is inviting every single person who hears this today to have a life that is new and that is full and that is forgiven. And Jesus, thank you. Thank you not just that you were a way. Thank you that you are the way, the only way. Thank you for taking upon you my sins and the sins of all of humanity. Thank you for your desire to have eternity with us. But thank you, God, that that, that that eternity, that we begin living that here and now. God, thank you here on this Easter, on this holy day of celebrating your resurrection. God, we thank you. God, we yield our hearts to you. We give our lives over to you. We stand firmly, boldly, and with a God-honoring proudness, you've made a way and invited us in. So here we come, like the church for thousands of years, we're journeying to the tomb to see the evidence of all that we've hoped for, that my God has resurrected. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say, amen.
3: praise the lord we are so excited that he has risen and we're glad that you have tuned in to celebrate this resurrection sunday this easter sunday with us this is the time of the service that we ask that you would pray and participate with us in a, in giving to the lord if you would just take some time to make a commitment between you and God what you're willing to commit and give to the ministries of these three churches churches—Roxboro Church Watershed Church and Wissahickon Church and at the end of this service after you've made your commitment in the bio there will be a link Where you can give to the ministry of your choice and to the committed amount between you and God. But now we just want to thank you for your participation in this part of the worship. And if you won't mind just to pray with me the Lord's prayer. Our Father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom, kingdom come, come Thou will be done Lord, on earth as it, as it is in heaven. Give us this day as our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all that is evil. Thine is the kingdom, the honor, the power forever. Amen. Bless you.
2: He is risen. He is risen indeed. And because he's risen, as as Pastor Ray pointed out, that means a whole lot of things for you and for me. And and I just want to read out of Romans 8 just to kind of continue where where Pastor Ray was going as as we send you out today. Celebrating our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, I want you to just pay attention as I read, uh, starting Romans 8, chapter Uh, chapter 8 verse 33 as I read these verses just listen to how God has loved you listen to what Jesus has done on your behalf it says who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen who's bringing the charge who's going to condemn you It says, it is God who justifies. He's the one that judges. He's the one that's on the throne. He's the one that loves you. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus who died, more than that who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Jesus Christ is pleading with God on your behalf and on my behalf. In fact, it's his blood that testifies to our righteousness if we believe in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us it's not do better it's not try harder it's not be your best self now as we are conquerors because jesus loved us for i am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons neither the present nor the future nor any powers nor height nor depth nor anything else, no coronavirus, no COVID-19, no government, nothing else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Jesus Christ, nothing, nothing will ever separate you from the love of God. My prayer is that this week, you will live in the reality that because of Jesus and because he lives, God loves you. And nothing will ever separate you from that love.
4: Friends, happy Easter. Thanks so much for tuning in with us this morning. We hope that you feel loved and encouraged by what Christ accomplished on our behalf, that he rose again. He's alive. Tell somebody we love you. We will see you back next Sunday at 9 a.m. Grace and peace.
0: Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at RoxboroughChurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m.